Kufeivav. Okay, so yesterday we started some Kufeivav, and uh, what we did was we just basically went through the Gemara and went through some basic Shikos and Rishonim, right? That's essentially all we did yesterday. So today let's try to bring it out loud. We also took a poll, if you recall. At the beginning of the year, right? But uh, so we took our poll. We, uh, you know, about uh, about how many chassan teachers teach one way or the other way. We uh, we went through the uh, the gemara. We went through some of the shitos and the rishonim. So uh, now what we'll do today is try to figure out um, is try to figure out. Well, we left off actually yesterday with uh, an understanding of the, trying to understand the shitas harif. So let's uh, finish up that shitas harif and go from there. So let's let's backtrack again. What does the riff say? In Ksubza, again, the two basic shitos are, are Rashi and Rabbi Hanano. Right? Rashi on the one hand that says that uh, when the Gemara keeps saying that it's only for Osketaros, it's only for people who are Osketaros that have to do these kinds of uh, bedikos. So it really means that. That uh, no, there are no bedikos bismanazeh. We're not Osketaros anymore. And, uh, you know, and, the, the, and, and therefore, no bedikos have to be for Tashmish. The, the uh, the Rabbi Hananel, however, disagrees. Rabbi Hananel says if a woman does not have a vessas, if a woman does not have a vessas kavua, then certainly she would do bedikos bismanazeh, uh, which is the second approach of Rashi, and you need bedikos. And then we saw the suggestion of the riff. What was the riff? So the riff brings from uh, the, the, the brings the din of Shmuel that halacha Rabbi Hanina ben Antigonus. So he holds that even a woman who's Eina Asugu Betaros, meaning even a modern woman, not like modern Orthodox, meaning a woman in today's modern day and age, when uh, modern Orthodox also, all Orthodox, all, but in today's day and age, right, when, uh, when, when, uh, when we don't have Taras anymore, if she, if she doesn't have a Vesas, requires Bedika, because nowadays nobody's Asugu Betaros. And he explains when the Gemara says that these Eidim, the Shneidim, are Heim Ivsua, the Heim Tiknua, it means that if she sees three times uh, on, on, on her or his Bedika cloths, then she's Becheskas Lios Nida Kol Yameha, and they have to get divorced. And if she doesn't see three times on the Bedika cloths, then she's Mutaris, and she won't have to get divorced, she'll never have to check again. So the Ramban in the Molchamos on that Rith explains the Shita Sarith that she needs to establish a chazaka that she's not Roa Machmas Tashmish. And chazaka could be established by three bedikos, because we're concerned that a woman without a vessess might be establishing a vessess to see based on external factors. Meaning when a woman has a vessess, I don't have to be worried that Tashmish is going to bring about her period. We know what brings about her period. It's every 32 days like clockwork, like it's been her whole life. So when a woman has a vessess, you don't have to be choshesh for these things. But a woman who doesn't have a vessess, we're always choshesh that there's something that's going to bring about her re'iyas dam. So that's what the Ramban explains. Since she doesn't have a vessess, we're concerned that Tashmish is going to bring about that, uh, that, that re'iyas that dam. Uh, so uh, she might be establishing a vessess to, to see based on some event that happens. And over here the event is Tashmish. If she had a vessess, you don't have to be concerned for Dom to come just at a random, uh, you know, because of random events that happen around her. The Ramban says Raya to the Rif is that Evos is not the same as Kilkul, is what we closed with yesterday, right? That the word Kilkul implies that it's Tamea Vechayev and Karbon. Evos implies she's done. Evos implies that uh, she's going to have to get divorced. Good, that is how the Ramban understands Shita's Rif. Comes along the Raivet in Balea Nefesh. In and says the Ravid that the Rif isn't explaining Rabbi Hanina in our Sudya. When the Rif says 
that a woman needs bedikos, but only three times, which was nobody's opinion in the Gemara. It was no, no shita and tenayim and no shita and amoraim. All the shitos we saw were either you need bedikos or you don't need bedikos. By Tashmish. No one said three times. The riff is the one that invented this shita called three times. So says the Ravid, he's not paskining like Rabbi Chanin ben Antigonus. Rabbi Chanin ben Antigonus speaks about Edom Kodem V'yachar Tashmish and and is only speaking about Asuka Pataros. The Rift talks about Bizman when a woman's not Asuka Pataros and she has to establish herself as not being Roa Machlis Tashmish. The Gemara is talking about Asuka Pataros where the Badika three times isn't going to help. You're always going to need to do Badikos. So says the Shach in Sifkat Aleph, he points out that the Rift doesn't require uh, it, the rift doesn't require bedika lebaila, and he, st- he instead learns the sugya is only about a sukkah like Rashi said. When he requires bedikos to establish that she's not rolling machmas tashmish, that's really about paying the ksuba. That's why it's a rift in mesachas ksubas. Now, since most rishonim learn like Rashi, and the the only reason they didn't want to pass them like Rashi says the shach is because they were afraid to learn the Gemara different than the Rif. They were afraid to paskid against the Rif. But now that you understand that the Rif isn't really paskiding the way you think he's paskiding, you could, you, could, you, you could go back to Rashi. Meaning, the whole way we learned it was that there was uh, Rashi versus Rabbeinu Hananel. And Oive, the Rif is on Rabbeinu Hananel's team. So now we're in real trouble. Because how are you going to paskid against the Rif? So says the Shach, the Rif is not on Rabbeinu Hananel's side. The Rif is talking about a whole separate din that he made up that has nothing to do with Rabbeinu Hananel. As far as how to learn the Gemara, the Rif learns the Gemara like Shittas Rashi. And therefore, the, the, the hesitation that all the Rishonim had to pass like Rashi falls away, and maybe you could pass like Rashi. Chavazdas points out that the Rosh is Machmir, and it's not on account of the Rif. It's on account of Rabbeinu Hananel, meaning uh, the, 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 we sometimes you know, underestimate the power of Rabbeinu Hananel among the Rishonim. Rabbeinu Hananel is, uh, you know, we, we, you know, is, uh, appears in small letters sometimes on the side of a page, you know. But uh, Rabbeinu Chan, for, for us, for Rabbeinu Hananel, among the Rishonim, you know, called Dvar Divrei Kabbalah, he was one of the most respected Rishonim. So the reason the Rush didn't want to pass like Rashi wasn't on account of the Rif, it was on account of Rabbeinu Hananel. And the Rush points out that he, the Rush has, in Simon Hay, has four questions on the Rif. Number one, he says, if Rabbi Chanin is only speaking about Bedikos La'achatashmish, how can the Gemara ask that if we're talking about Asuka Bataros, then Shmuel already said it. Shmuel's initial statement was about Bedikos before Tashmish, that, uh, that since she requires Bedikos Lataros, so we also throw in a Bedikos Labayla, whereas Rabbi Chanin is speaking about Bedikos La'achar Tashmish. So that's problem number one in the Rift, that the Rift is timing, that the whole Rabbi Chanin is only about Bedikos La'achar Tashmish, then the Gemara's Kasha doesn't make sense, because the Gemara is asking from Bedikos Lafnei Tashmish to Bedikos La'achar Tashmish. So the Beis Yosef points out that Rabbi Chanina doesn't have to mention the Bedikal of Nei Tashmish because it's obvious that a Bedikal Achar Tashmish is useless without a Bedikal of Nei Tashmish. I mean, they go hand in hand. That if you're going to say that there's a Bedikal Achar Tashmish, it doesn't do anything to a Bedikal Achar Tashmish if you didn't first set the baseline like we discussed yesterday by doing a Bedikal of Nei Tashmish. Uh, furthermore, the Chachmas Petzalel in his Pischei Nida, on the Seches Nida, asks on this terrace, that of the base of the says, we know Shita Sarambam in Isurbiya Paragdala Lakhazain is that an Isha Shiesh Lavesas needs Bidika Li Akhatashmish and not Lafnitashmish. So apparently they don't go hand in hand. Meaning so while the Bais Yosef tries to be Metarits, this Kasha of the Raj, 
the Chachmas Vitzal points out that Lechor, it's not a great tayot, because we do find that there are Rishonim that think that there is value to B'dikah La'achat Hashmish, uh, even absent the B'dikah L'fnei Hashmish. So again, Kasha number one of the rush is that if Rebchenina is really only speaking about B'dikos L'achat Hashmish, how can the Gemara ask that if we're talking about Asukah B'taros, then Shmuel already said it. No, Shmuel said about B'dikos L'fnei Hashmish. So that's Kasha number one. So again, the Beis Yosef is an answer. Chachmas Pesal doesn't like Beis Yosef's answer. Kasha number two. What exactly is the Gemara's question in the first place? If you, sh- if you say that Shmuel is talking about Eina Asuka, how does he deal with Lebaila in the Tzricha Bedika? Meaning, even Rabbi Chanina agrees that after three times, she doesn't eat a Bedika Lebaila if she's not Asuka Bataros. And Shmuel's moda that the first three times she's Chayeves. He's just saying that if she's Asuka, she won't always need a Bedika. And if she's a suka, I mean, if she's not a suka, if she's ain't a suka, not that she'll never need a bedika, but that she won't need a bedika indefinitely. And if she's a suka pataros, she'll need bedikos indefinitely. She'll always need a, a bedika. So kasha number two of the rush is, the Gemara's kasha is difficult to understand, right? Meaning the Gemara's kasha, that if we say Shmuel is talking about ain't a suka, uh, how does he deal with the baila ain't a tzricha bedika? What do you mean? That's not a kasha. If you're going to tell me, even Rabbi Hanina agrees that 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 after three times uh, she's not going to need a bedika if she's not a sukkah bataros. So Shmuel's well that the first three times she's chayeves, and after three times she's not going to be uh, she's not going to be chayeves. So on this too, the Chachmas Pitzal points out that the Ramban and the Ritva were on guard for this question, and that's why they explained the Gemara's question according to the Rif to be that. Previously, we said that because we didn't say Shmuel was speaking about uh, so you can't say that he was saying that uh, that he needs bedikos uh, the first three times. Um, and, and furthermore, Beis Yosef points out that since they said that that implies that even the first three times there's no need for a bedika. Not that the first three times there would be. Third kasha, the Rosh asks, how does Chazaka Shoshal's problem work to be matir if she didn't see? Meaning, what does that do for her? She remains in Isha She'in Leveses, and the reason Isha She'in Leveses is Asu is that there's no Zman Kavua L'Ri'iyasa. Someone asked me this yesterday, right, in the end of Shir or after Shir, right, that the, the whole idea of a woman She'in Leveses being Asu Lebaila is that it could happen at any time. So by doing bedikos and finding nothing uh, as a result of the tashmish, is it? So it's confused. It's giving me pizza. Um, so uh, so by by doing bedikos, what's she doing? If she does bedikos and it doesn't turn out with any dam, she's still an isha shein leveses. And the whole point of Nisha Shein Leveses is that there's no Zman Kavua that she's going to see. So we're always concerned that it's going to happen Bishas Tashmish. How does the fact that she didn't bleed three times address the concern that she might bleed Bishas Tashmish? So the Ramban and the Mochamos and the Ran say, no, it's not. The concern is not that she might bleed at any time. The concern is if she doesn't have a Veses, she might establish a Veses of Rohamachos Tashmish. And that's where the Bedikos help, right? That's how he defends the Rift. The Bedikos help to show that she's not establishing a Vesas of Varroa Machmas Tashmash. Then the final Kash of the Rush is why doesn't Rabbi Hanina mention 
the real point of dispute between him and Rav Meir, that Rav Meir said she's a suru l'shamei shafil b'bedika, and Rav Chanina allows with the bedika with neit hashmish. So to that, the Yosef gives the same answer he gave to the first question, that the bedika la'achar tashmish assumes the bedika l'fnei tashmish. And furthermore, he doesn't, he doesn't mention this bedika because he's coming to say, tiknu aviv suah, and bedika l'fnei tashmish is not misakhenes, and it's not ma'avetsasar, it just sets a baseline. You know, as far as hetel l'bayla, it doesn't really accomplish anything. Okay, so bottom line is, halacha l'maysa, how do we pass it? So take a look at the machaber over here, sifal, sim kopei vav sifal. Machaber writes, if she has a vessel kavua, no bedikos are required. And you can't, you shouldn't do a bedika, because it's going to discourage the husband. So what if it discourages the husband? It's going to be a bit alone, up for a revu. It's going to be terrible. But the Ram is more machmer. Again, Sif Aleph is about a woman who has a vessel. So a woman who has a vessel's kavua, first day in Shulchanach, no, no requirement for bedikos. Then he quotes the Rambam, that requirement for bedikos afterwards, but not before. But if she's a real tzadikas, she should do a bedika before also. Comes along the Ramah, So as far as a woman, she says, everyone, meaning at the end of the day, uh, all Ashkenazim are going to agree, and it sounds even from the Mechaber, because this, it's a Stam and a Harambamzal, so probably Paschal's like the Stam, that, uh, that the Mechaber brings both Rashi and the Rambam. Um, and the Ramah says we Paschal like, uh, like, like, like Rashi over here. But that's Yisha Shiesh Lovetsas. Then comes along the Shulchanach and Siv Beis, and the Shulchan Aruch adds, Im Eima Vesas Kavua, if she doesn't have a Vesas Kavua, Shalosh Pa'amim Arishonim Tzrichin Livdo Kodem Tashmish Ve'achar Tashmish Hu Be'et Shalom Ve'et Shalom Ve'im Huchzka Ba'osam Shalosh Pa'amim Sheinor Adam Makhmas Tashmish Shuv Eina Tzricha B'dika Klal Lo Lefnei Tashmish V'lo Li'achar Tashmish That the first three times you got to do B'dikos that it, when, when a woman does not have vessels, for sure she needs bedikos. Question is only the first three times or forever. Those are the only the only two options in the Shulchan Aruch. So here you have in Sifbeis that. Uh, you know, the Ram and the Rosh hold you always need to do a Bidika, and, and the more makel sheet is the riff that you only need to do a Bidika the first three times. Um, now, it is possible that if a woman always gets symptoms before getting her period, that that would be considered like she has a vessel. Meaning, even with those who are machmir, like the Machaber and Ramah over here, and that will require Bidikos, but it, all the Chumras come because we're in Siv Beis. We live life in Siv Beis. Because Siv Beis is a woman she'en Sifal is a woman that has a veskavua. So most women don't have veskavua. So, you know, the kula of Sif Aleph that we paskin like the first day in Sif Aleph, the drama paskins, that Hasvar Rishoni Iker in Sif that's not where we live in reality, right? Sif Beis is where we live, and that's why we have Chumras. So it could be that we might live a little bit in Sif I saw some of the postcoms suggest that if a woman always gets symptoms before getting her period, that would be considered like she has a vesaguf, meaning her body tells her when she's getting a period. If she didn't have uh, whatever cramps or whatever else, 
that that normally would come about would come right before she gets her period. Um, then, she, then it's an indication she's not getting her period, and therefore you can rely on Rashi and Sifalaf and not the Bedikos. Because the logic is that when a woman doesn't have a Vesas, we're always concerned that each month something else can bring on her period. And perhaps this month, Chibotashmish will be what brings it on. However, a woman with a clear program to how she sees is most likely going to follow that program. So whether it be a Vesas of every 32 days, and it's not that, so, so it's only going to be 32 days. Or whether it be a vessel like she always gets cramps, she always gets headaches, she always gets, and now it's not happening. I Meaning, as long as she has a way that it happens with her, and, and when you're not on that, when that program is not happening, so then you don't have to worry. Badei um, Shulchan isn't certain about that kula, but it's at least a sniff, right? Meaning that if a woman always has cramps and she's not, she knows she's not having that, maybe it throws us back into Sif Aleph and it says that you don't need bedikos. Um, also. If you're going to require these bedikos, like it says in Shulchan Aruch and the Ramah, l'chora um, they should not be done immediately after getting married, because whatever dam she sees is likely dam uh, besulim, not dam nida, right? Uh, and that's uh, you know silly to be doing these bedikos to establish whether she's seeing dam nida or not when the dam there isn't even dam nida. Also, another ha'ara. Rabbi Yashiv held, what if a woman, what if a woman was married? She did her three bedikos when she got married, right? She followed Shita's Harif, which is the first of the opinions in Sifay's. Nothing came out on the bedikah cloth. She's clean. She's not Roa Machmas Tashmish. Then she gets divorced. And then she gets remarried to somebody else. But she's already established in her first marriage the three bedikos that she's not Roa Machmas Tashmish. Does she need to do new bedikos with the second husband to establish that she's not real enough to establish? Yeah. Ah, oh, so uh, when we learn Simuk of Pezayin, we're going to see that a woman who's roa machvas tashmish three times with the first husband, so she has to get divorced from that husband. So what does she do? She marries another guy. Why is she allowed to marry another guy? Because local evarim shavin. Not maybe maybe the first husband's aver is what brought about her period, but the second husband's aver for whatever reason will not cause it. So each since each man is different, so it could be that won't bring about her period. So Rebel Yashiv thought that's true to be makel to allow her to get remarried, but we're not going to assume local as well as shavos on this. We're not going to assume local as well as shavos. On a requirement to do a bedika after tashmish, um, because the concern is not that the tashmish is a cause of the bleeding, but that it's a trigger of the blood that's ready that's ready to come out anyway. And the experience with the first husband is enough to verify that it's not a trigger for her blood to uh, to come out, um, even though even though. Uh, it could be that when a woman has seen down with the first husband, it could be that that husband's aver is what caused her to see down. The second husband's aver is not going to cause her to, uh, to see. It's not going to trigger her uh, riyas dam. But if she already has established with the first husband that the uh, that the riyas dam was not triggered by by tashmish, so we can assume the same with the second husband. It's a chiddush, right? Because local as seems like a you know svara that's accepted in the gemara and in, and the shulchan aruch. 
so to be mechalik that it was never used in this context is somewhat of a chiddush. Now, all of this was the sheet of the mechaber and the Ramah. So if you're a standard Shulchan Aruch Jew, you're going to say a couple, you're teaching Chassanim, and the Chassan wants to know, does my Kala do Padikos before or after Tashmish? Right? So what's the halacha? What's the halacha if you're a Shulchan Aruch Jew? Halacha is yes, at least three times. At least follow the riff and do three times. Right? That should be the halacha. So who turns everything on its head? The Shach is the one that turns everything on its head. Now, the Shach, when you learn Shulchan Aruch, the Shach seems revolutionary. Right? It seems crazy. Because, you know, you learn Shulchan Aruch, the Mechaber had two days, you know, there were two days in the Mechaber. One is more machmir than the next. And the Shach says, oh, ignore both of them, or we're going to be super makel. But when you learn the Sugya, like we did yesterday, the Shach is pretty standard. And the Shach says, I know that all the Poskim are worried about the Rif. But if the Rif really meant it, why did he tuck it away in Masechus Ksubas and not put it in Masechus Nida? You know, if the Rif really thought that this was such an important halacha in Masechus Nida, he, he, he never says she needs bedikos, because she doesn't. He just says that if she does bedikos and they're clean, she'll be entitled to her Ksuba. That's all the Rif really meant. And therefore, don't worry about the Rif. Because the Rif was a din and din Ksuba, it's not a din in Masechus Nida. And we really pass in like Rashi, not like Rabbeinu Hanan. And therefore, a woman does not require bedikos whatsoever. Um, the Pesachet Shuvah in Sifchat and Beis quotes the Torah Sashlamim that b'makom shenagul lahakel ein lahachmir, avol belav hachi ein lahakel neged b'sakem mechaber v'ramah. That's the Pesachet Shuvah says, you know, we love the Shach, we love Rashi. Uh, but the Pesach and Shulchan Aruch is what has to carry the day, and therefore you got to do three B'dikas. He then quotes a Chavaz Das who makes two points. Point number one the Chavaz Das says is, Da'afa omrim dein shrikha B'dika, hayni B'dikas charim u'stak n'vabai. Al mikal makam t'shrikha kinuach, u'lahashul se'eid al gufa k'shir v'esas v'vorb z'vikot z'adi, u'lamachar ta'ayin ba'u. V'ro'i kalad amasas k'in lachash u'divir Rabbein Chanan, v'rov poskim v'amachab v'ramah. It says, even those who want to be making like Rashi, and even those who want to be making like the Shach, okay, so don't do a Bidika, but at least do a Kinua. Do some approximation of a Bidika. Okay, you don't have to stick something inside, but at least wipe off and then check what, what you wipe, you know, check the cloth that you wipe. Second of all, he says, Dimrasa Pamachas Bel Tashmish, Afilu Bimuflag Meha Tashmish. Let's say she sees the night of Tashmish, but it's three hours later. It's enough of a reyasa to say, and even though she already did her three bedikos and it came out clean, and then you know sometime in the future she sees Dam later in the night that she had tashmish, do bedikos again. Says whether she needs three more because one more bedikah will depend on whether she has a vessel or not. So if she doesn't have a vessel and she sees dam at some point on a night that she had tashmish, she's going to need bedikahs again. That's quite a chum. In, in the yeshiva shavelt, I think they typically require three bedikos, and that's how Rabbi Yashiv Paskind, that's what Rabbi Forst writes, uh, is the common practice. Now it is very common for people to discover this halacha. Uh, after being married for some time, right? Someone is, uh, you know, fourth year smicha, they realize 
Ooh, I still haven't done Nida yet. Uh, okay, so I'll uh, you know catch up on uh, listening to whatever, right? And start listening to Shurim and they start or uh, they you know start going to Shurim and Nida and like, so they've been married four years. Michael been married for whatever for three years. They have two kids and now they realize oh there's a thing about Bedika Lachatashmus, right? So some of the posts say that since they've been living together for so long and it never seems to be a problem. I mean, she never seems to become a Nida like as a result of Tashmish. So at that point you don't require for the Badikos. That better than Badiko, meaning obviously better would be to do Badikos, but it, the experience of never having had a problem is uh, greater mochiach than three Badikos. It's Kama Vakama Badikos because uh, they, they keep on uh, having Tashmish without any problem. <coughs> And that's why I think even uh, in the Yeshiva Shavelt, they don't say this halacha over in like the Shovim Shiru, right? When they do like Chazar Shiru and Shovim, it's no, no sense. You don't have to revisit the row, the, you know, the three Bidikos, because it's too late. That's ready, you know, it's over about, it's ready to get past that. Uh, in our Yeshiva, Rav Willick says we rely on the Shach and we don't do Bidikos. Uh, again, Post can disagree. Rav Neuberger points out that it's, 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 even if you wanted to do bedikos, it's very difficult to cheshbin when those bedikos would actually work. Because between the Chumas Hadashen and Dambasulim, right, you run, you run into trouble. Right? Meaning we hold like the Chumas Hadashen that we said yesterday, that bedikos during the time that she's Muchseka Shalodiros are unnecessary. And if they're unnecessary, they don't help. Meaning because it's a, it's a time that it's Kilu, she has a Veses. So it's only going to help in a time where she's eligible to see Dam. So if, let's say in the first 14 days after she goes to the mikvah, she never sees Dam. So any Badikos during those times aren't going to help. So she's going to have to remember to only do the Badikos after those days are, uh, are over. The Arach mentions the Svar Lahakel that, that nowadays, since we require <coughs> Shivnikim, we're always so far removed from her Re'iyah's Dam that it's highly unlikely that she's going to see Dam. And therefore, even the Rambam would agree nowadays that Petikos are unnecessary. That's difficult. <laughs> it's difficult, because the Rambam also lived after Rabbi Zera, right? So uh, they also should became, and you could be very close to the Riyazdan, the next Riyazdan, you may be far away from the previous Riyazdan. Ramayshe Metshuva, Yerdei Gimel Nun, says that the Halach is like the Shach, but since so many are Machmir, we should do Kinuach three times. And Ramesha holds that once all the vessels pass, you need to do bedikos. That's another bit. Meaning bedikos are unnecessary before Tashmish, la halacha, because you pass like the shach. Ah, okay, and la acha Tashmish also because you pass like the shach. Um, but a kinuach is a good idea, Ramosha thinks. But then Ramosha also says, you also have to use your head. Meaning, we're going to learn Vestos. We're going to spend some time in Vestos, not sure how much time yet. But the whole concept of Vestos has like one major flaw in the system. Right? What's the concept of Vestos? That I try to predict when she's most likely going to see Dan, and around that time, right around that time, we're going to be careful. So I, I, I identify two or three dates on the calendar that she's likely to get a period. It's going to be next Monday day, next Wednesday day and Thursday day. Those are my, uh, you know, uh, Flaga and Yom HaChodesh and, uh, and Onabedinus. So I've marked off those days on the calendar. Those are days we're going to be careful because those are the days she's most likely going to see down. And then what happens? Monday comes, she didn't see down. Okay, we were careful. Wednesday comes, she didn't see down. We were careful. Thursday comes, she didn't see down. We were careful. Okay, so now everything's mutter again. 
And now on uh, Friday night, they're going to have Tashmish. And on Sunday night, uh, they could have Tashmish. But wait a second. Eventually, she's going to get her period. Right? Meaning, it, it's, it, the more time that goes by, it's not less likely she's going to get her period. It's more likely she's going to get her period. So Rav Moshe says that, um, that you need to do Badikos before each and every Tashmish once all the Vestas have passed. He made up a din. It doesn't appear in Shulchan Aruch. We don't have such a din anywhere in the Gemara. They say, need to Badikos after Tashmish, before Tashmish, rather, after all the vessels have passed, because it's illogical to assume that she's just never going to bleed. Someone sent me an email yesterday, and he said that Raforsheimer, who's one of the postkin in BMG, um, whenever he writes a Haskama to a Sefer in Hilchos Nida, or an Anida, he always, uh, in every askama, uh, includes includes this idea of Rav Meshach, that you need to do Bidikos after all the vessels have passed. And they say, the Shmuel goes in Lakewood, that if you want to have come from a Forsheimer, write a Sefer in Hilchus Nida. Because he, he looks forward to the opportunity to include this, uh, you know, this Chumrah, so uh, to write it as many times and to publicize as much as possible, so he's more likely to give a haskama to Sefer Nilchus Nidah so that he can write this Chumrah, because it would look weird in Sefer Nilchus Shams. So, uh, so he writes this in every haskama in Hilchus uh, But again, the bottom line is in our yeshiva, we don't recommend uh, these bedikos, and when we get to Vestas, we can talk about Ramesh's bedikos. Yeah. Yeah, so in Kuf Zayin, we'll talk about what Damach Pistashmish looks like, if it's Dinek Samim versus a Re'iyah, how much of a Re'iyah, right? Meaning, because Samim only works if it's a Kesem, but if it actually becomes a Re'iyah and she gets into her period, then we're going to have uh, bigger trouble. Are we pushing that Damach Pistashmish is Nida, or it's just Damim is coming from Meaning that that becomes a Re'iyah's Nida, that becomes a Nisukaris, yeah. What, what does the Trumas Tadashem hold exactly after the 14 days that you should do the Dikos? Right. She's a hybrid, right? Meaning, we think of women either having a vessus or not having a vessus. For 14 days, she has a vessus. But then after that, she doesn't have a vessus. And she sees blood every single time in the after 14 day period. Yeah. Oh, so that's the cash on the Chumasadashan. Why can't she just have Tashmash in the first 14 days and not get divorced? Right? That's what we said yesterday. really hope that she's just like a woman. Yeah, but she doesn't have the real Vestas. Meaning, we, we have Dinam of what Vestas are. Right? In, in this context, where, like, in terms of real life, has Tashmash, would we define the Vestas? No, she was trying to say a Kula that is, it's, it's Ki'ilu, she has a Vestas in those 14 days. I don't think uh, afterwards it's sporadic. So it could be that, again, if you view the, 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 the um, Tashmash not as a cause, but as a trigger, so Chumash makes a lot of sense, right? I mean, it's not causing a Riyas Dam. It's that when there's any way likely to be a Riyas Dam, this is going to trigger that Riyas Dam. But in the 14 days, Riyas Dam is not ready to happen, so therefore it's not going to tr- there's nothing to trigger. Okay, so that's Simukuf Pevav. Again, you know, a lot of... Uh, 
a lot of details, but in the end of the day, there's not much in terms of halacha for us. And Hashem, on Monday, Simin Kuf Pei Zayin. Have a great Shabbos, everybody.